Hello and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling geeky download. My name's Tommy and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident of the pod DL. Yeah, dude. I'm nameless. Hidden. Nameless. Hidden in time. I'll never know. I'll never know you. Oh, I just did say your name. So I, <laughs> I feel like. I think this is, I think that is part of the, now that you just said it, I think that's part of like parcel and uh what's the what's the phrase part and parcel part and parcel part and parcel for uh <laughs> like the theme like basically like every drug dealer is nameless in that way like they're all part of a cycle of part of the yeah la- a part of the layer cake. are you trying to say that you're part of the layer cake is that what you're I'm trying not, to tell me saying, you look like you are with the I'm new saying, haircut yeah, yeah with the new haircut but <laughs> um, until it grows out you're gonna be getting all this shit by the way it's constant my uh i'm pretty sure my boss did i tell you no go on my boss was like you look like you're in train spotting <laughs> <laughs> So he so thinks you look so like a heroin addict. Heroin? Like, I know you lost a few pounds, bro. But like, <laughs> what are you getting at? Uh, That's brutal. Yeah, it was a bit rough. So mean of the guy. Um, What's been happening? No, not all that much, man. Not all that much. Just uh, taking life a day at a time. Got my health. Not ill anymore, which is nice. Um, That's nice. How's your mental health? How are you doing? You know, I, I've been sleeping with a neck pillow. Oh, my. Okay. It's actually helped quite a bit. Good so sleep. like just wrapped around like you know the airplane pillows yeah, that you yeah, think yeah. you can only use in an airplane yeah, yeah. i slept with one on accident once <laughs> and like because gil like threw it at me to like put away or something and i just like slept with it i was like, man that was comfortable That's great and so now i do it and i don't sleep on my side i don't i don't know this is so boring for me. <laughs> it's not i love it i love it talking about sleep i asked how your mental health was but it's great and then like i would think this uh neck pillow thing has changed my uh changed you my know life. you can get like a full like a proper pillow that just like wraps around you know you can get yeah them. but like i don't even need one i got my neck pillow Good for you, man. Yeah, for you. Like you, my Finger shoulders stop, less kinked because I don't sleep on my side. Stop my kink. partner from snoring because <laughs> I mean, there's there's like <laughs> something's got to help me at some put point. on, or maybe you can just get earbuds, mate. Oh, oh, you'll you'll think this is hilarious. Yeah, I use the earbuds; they come out there during the night. Yeah, we. I decided the other day. I was like, let's try something different. And I was talking to one of my work colleagues, and they were like, oh, she'd bought her partner this thing, which is like an X, which is effectively like you imagine like, a, like an app. No, sadly not. Like, uh, just like, imagine it, you, you buy like it. two plasters, elastoplasts, and you put them across your lips to stick your lips together. <laughs> it's a thing you can buy. And Does I was that like, help? I was like, I was like, to my partner, I was like, you are trying this. <laughs> so, but how does that help? I, so apparently you're supposed to breathe through your nose. Yes. And when you breathe through your no- mouth, you snore and it stops you working out the same muscle. So it makes you snore more. And it's like a vicious cycle. Mm. And apparently sealing your mouth <laughs> You mean just taping it? Effectively, yeah, taping it shut, pretty much. Right. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't work, but anyway, the I'll report back next week. My question is like, why don't you get? Are you like one of those weirdos that needs like complete silence to sleep? Yeah, kind of. Oh God, you would be. Yeah, of course, I you am. would be. You know, so you I can't am. even like get like one of those sleep masks that I have that where you can just listen to a podcast as you sleep. Oh, I could listen Honestly, to like that puts rain me to or bed. something. Yeah, I could listen to like rain or I something. I can literally listen to a podcast. And but I then that would asleep. that wouldn't stay on me all night. That would like because I roll around a lot. No, it's like you, you can make it Be tight. Gone. You can make it tight. Just don't do it just too tight. It tight. And lose in <laughs> circulation. But uh, you can make it tight. Interesting. And I have one. They're very nice. And now I have like send me a link on Amazon. I'll check it out. To be honest, I was uh, I was in like a state of sheer like terror and frustration at how long it had been since I hadn't slept. Mm. Like when I went 
it was my U.S. trip in July. Since you hadn't slept, like I and I was my time zones were so whacked, and I was oh, in yeah. LA, and then I was sick as well. So I had like a really bad sore throat, and I just like couldn't sleep for like four days, Ugh. and I was like two hours a night kind of thing. And by the end of like one night, I was so frustrated. I just bought like a year in my stupor, like a year subscription to Calm. Oh my god! Just to like I was like, I'll pay anything <laughs> just to get, get me to sleep. Just put me to sleep now. And I've used it like once. That's yeah, of course. So o- always we we get one free through work. I can't find my phone right now because I tell you what it was. It's like Calm, but it's an orange app. Headspace, maybe. Yeah, probably. and it does like meditation stuff. It's pretty handy. Yeah, like, it's pretty good. I'd, I'd prefer personally to just have like the rain noises because that would put me way. Calm has that. Sleep. Does it ambient noises? Can I borrow sleep your stories? <laughs> Give me my login. Swap me, bro. I'll yeah. keep it. <laughs> I doubt they have like uh, like a controller around the, the same login on different devices. Who knows? I mean, if Netflix are doing it, apparently Disney are now looking to do oh, it as well. Ne- I mean, those are big streamers. That makes sense. But like this little app, Calm. Calm's ch- do people use Calm? Let us know. Hit us yeah. up at Podcast Lamb on Instagram. Do people use Calm? Is it a thing? Have we been talking about this for way too long? Sleep. Guys, yeah, if it. you want to skip around, feel free. There'll be time codes in the description. Uh, supplied as always by a friend of the show and editing master, is it? Is it master now? Master editor master of the pod? And editor. He's no longer a Padawan. He is now the master. Editor of the pod, Mr. Matthew Bliss. Stick around. We'll give you all of his details at the end of the show. But also, DL, don't you just think these people should give us a five-star review? Of course. You're here. That's it. That's all I need to say about it. It would be so easy. Definitely. You can do it in app. Def- right there. In app. It's right there. <laughs> Just open your Spotify. Do it, right mm-hmm. do it right now and we'll stop talking about it. I promise you we'll stop talking about it. I don't it. think you will. Okay, they've done it now. Okay, let's get back to you. This. <laughs> that was a bold face lie. Yeah, what have you been up to? I'm still rebelling. I continue, still to, I continue to rebel. How far through are you? I think I'm on like season four, episode two. Okay. Or something That's like pretty that. far through though. That's well, I was in end. I was in like season two or end of season two or three and this weekend I did some damage. Yeah, I got like twenty episodes left. I'm like I'm kind of like rushing through it now because I'm like, mm. I just want to get to Ahsoka. Okay. Which is kind of annoying because like there is these are good episodes, but like I'm kind of like you know, not really You don't have to rush it. Getting the juice. You don't have to rush it, bro. You you're not a big Ahsoka fan. It's it's good. It's good. But it's um, it's falling into a lot of the pitfalls of other Star Wars TV shows. Meaning yeah, it's all right. <laughs> no, but like, give me more detail. <laughs> like, what is pitfall? Because like, I have my own opinions on what the pitfalls are. Well, you tell me your pitfalls and I'll tell you mine. I think my pitfalls are like, they like the biggest pitfall of Star Wars is it constantly has to deal with its own retconning. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Like it always has to. But the thing about this show and David Filoni and Ahsoka as a character is like, they've played, uh, you know, rec- like creative retcon pretty well mm. as far as like mm. as well as they can because he's been able to just like create his own shows that are completely in isolation via yep. the animated series and yep. everything else but like eventually you can do that once where you hide like ahsoka in three six movies so i guess you can do it twice sure um because she wasn't in the prequels it's like why wasn't she if that well, was his Padawan, been. Yeah, right yeah. and they kind of yeah. like hide that well by yeah, i'll talk about it whenever we talk about ahsoka okay they don't really she doesn't show up in the original obviously yeah eventually. yeah and i really wonder you know they're this is culminating in a movie i believe with her and all the other mandoverse like that's what is they're it? talking about i didn't about. know that and you're re- you're real deep in this rabbit hole jesus you're way deeper than me my, my point is like I just don't understand how they're going to justify the fact that she wasn't in the next three movies as well. Interesting. Unless she dies. She, oh, what if she dies? She could die. That'd be an interesting twist. Because it's like, where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> like every significant moment in Star Wars history, except for the shows. Gone. 
Yeah. But, um, yeah, but then I, suppose... I like her as a character, though. I think she's one of the better, more well-rounded Star Wars characters and now having watched some of the shows. Yeah, I've, en- I've enjoyed it. Like, she's a bit of a stoic character, let's say that. There she's is... not in the originals. Yes, and I'm hearing yeah. that's a thing. So people yeah. are a bit like, oh, this version. But then she's grown up. No, you know I think what I mean? that she's obviously changed. Like, yeah. And there's things that have changed her. So Order 66 probably helped. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that was, yeah, part of it. Not really, actually, but... Execute Order 66. Um... Yeah, I've been up to some fun stuff, Yeah, what man. have you been doing? Uh, we have recently, well, a couple a couple of movies, but I'll start with one. It's a rewatch. And it's from one of my favorite directors. Uh, I think you've watched it a thousand times, as many as I have, but it was my Novito week. Uh, the partner was like, watch whatever you want. And I was just in the mood for Shaun of the Dead by Edgar Wright. Like one of my all-time favorite rom-com-zoms. There's a yeah. lot of them out there. <laughs> Some rom-coms. Now there is. More yeah, recently, of course. Within the last 10 years. At the time, though. I don't think there was that many. Before. Pretty original. Yeah, and it's like it's such a small scale, but with the, like drips through that Edgar Wright sort of like sensibilities of like small scale, but yeah. doing a lot with a small budget. It's just so good, man. Name four rom com zombs. Uh, uh, I can picture one in my head: Zombieland One, Zombieland Two. And we, yeah, but the that's Dead. only one though. You can't say that. That's, well, that's what I was going to say. Well, I Zombieland can't four, two, three. Warm, then. warm bodies. That's one that I had. I, that's definitely one, 100%. That's a weird niche reference. It's a very weird name. So as that's well. three. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> the, the idea is that they're into the zombie apocalypse. They're way in the middle of it. And then they find out, like, way too far after they've murdered all these people and zombies mm. have basically taken over, that it's actually just a virus. And it's and only a fake that can be cured by certain things. And this one guy who has, like, is starting to regain is, is, is some pretty boy. I can't remember what he's called. Uh. Nicholas Holt. It's Nicholas Holt. He's in it. He's re- regaining some of his like uh, thoughts and feelings, but people can't tell that because he just looks like a zombie. And <laughs> like he falls in love with like the leader of the military's like daughter or something. And it's a thing. As a zombie, it's a yeah. It's really that it's sounds like really a fucking movie. random. It's so random. <laughs> I have no idea why this is in my brain. That sounds so bad. I probably don't know how to do taxes because this is in my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't have any other ones though. Nicholas Holt's good in it though as a zombie. Yeah. I've got those three. There's probably more, but Shaun of the Dead. You like you like you like Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, it's good. We are at some point going to get onto Edgar Wright movies. I'm down. Once we finish with I think I've seen them all. Tarantino and I think I've seen all of them. Chris Nolan. There's and, end of there's the world end one. Oh, world's, world's end. end. There's Hot the, Fuzz. Hot favorite. Fuzz. I don't remember Hot Fuzz as much, but I'm pretty sure I've seen it's one it. of my absolute favorites. Baby Driver, that's Edgar Wright. He was gonna do an Ant Man film. Driver. He was gonna do the original Ant Man film. That was gonna be an Edgar Wright. would have been good. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Probably would have been great. What else have you been doing, buddy? Uh, cheaper by the dozen, one and two. Is that somehow Gil got a Novito in twice? Twice because I fell asleep halfway through. Ah, so she's like, "All right, well, you got to watch." I'm taking full advantage. I, I already started the first half of the second one, so you have to watch the back half of the second one. <laughs> so I saw the first half of Cheaper by the Dozen one and the second half of Cheaper by the Dozen two. And let me tell you, I don't so think confusing. I missed much. I think they're basically <laughs> a similar story. That must be so confusing. No, it wasn't that bad. All, right, all, right. all the kids are just a bit older. I was yeah. like, oh, wow, it was a long summer vacation. Yeah. You know, like, like this movie was... Uh, like Stranger Things. They were yeah. all like 10 years old. Was there a writer strike in between, yeah. maybe? Yeah. I don't, like the filming, you know, I don't Is know. it good? Would you recommend it? I've never... It's a, I mean, it's a good Disney movie. What happens in it? I, don't, I have no idea. It's just a family of like, it's a typical, like, it wouldn't be one that you and your partner would watch, but if you had like a nephew or a niece or a kid, you'd watch it and be like, all right, this isn't a terrible kids movie. They remake that with Zach Braff recently. 
maybe. I feel like they did. Yeah. Like, it's one of those. It sounds like something Disney would do. It's like what Zach Braff would <laughs> They're do. They're just like, let's tap the Zach Braff. I used to fan bloody, base. I used to and, bloody and you know love who, Zach Braff. You know what the overlap there is? What? The fucking cheaper by the dozen fan base. That, that, That's the Venn diagram. <laughs> the Venn the diagram. middle is Zach Braff. Yeah, here you go. 2022, cheaper by the dozen. Uh, Gabrielle Union, Zach Braff, and a whole pe- bunch Zach of people. Zach Braff hasn't aged no that idea. badly. He's done all right. Because I, it's so long ago that Scrubs was on, and I saw a commercial for the Super Bowl with him and uh, Turk, Turk, where they yeah, pretended Donald to be Phazen. T-Mobile, yeah. whatever it was. And uh, he, yeah, he was, he looked kind did of you ever, Did you ever watch the TV show about making a podcast that he did? And it was like- Sounds fucking boring. So random. Yeah, it sounded it sounds, nonsense as well. He's also yeah. got a podcast. He's doing one with Donald Faison. I bet. I bet it's good. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as far as podcasts go, I bet they're Didn't funny. he get canceled uh, at some point? Wasn't he dating Florence Pugh when she was like 16 and he was like I, I don't know. But mid-30s. Who knows if people, like, it could happen to anyone these days. <laughs> it could happen to anyone. Yeah. Apparently James Gunn's getting uh, canceled again. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, old Facebook posts. So we had another one this week. Now, we went to one of my partners, many, 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 many cousins' birthdays. Oh. And that was short, by the way. That could have gone on significantly longer. There's many and, more cousins. Um, so, so many, many, many. And what what always happens is they always end up doing karaoke, but there's always like a TV on in the background. <laughs> and the TV, th- this time it's normally sport or just like a film's running in the background. But this time it somehow clicked onto like ads and it was just cycling through ads and ads and ads and ads and ads. Advertisements. Yes, correct. Why? What, you, what else would ads mean? I don't know. I just mean like, you mean like commercials? Commercials. Or like, okay. Yeah. Trailers. Yeah. And one of the trailers was for the Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington. Now, I may, may have been a little bit drunk and a little bit broken from tiredness. Mm. But I was like, that looks kind of fun. Why don't we watch the first one? So we sat and we watched the first Equalizer film with Denzel Washington. I didn't even know about this franchise. Have you never heard? You must have heard of it. No. So it's one of those franchises that you know is going to be bad because they have it blaring out constantly advertised in my gym. Like constantly. My gym That's sh- where they chose to advertise it. Clearly. This is the this is the This is like a theme. Like yeah. you know demographic like, they're going for, like head. Not even no, not even gym. It's anyone. Anyone they can get in the fucking theater. <laughs> anyone like, please. I actually saw the numbers. The numbers are bad. It's got like a pretty big budget. But the first one, right? It's this small scale story. Denzel Washington's just this dude. You don't really know anything about him. Like kind of, you get the feeling he's got some sort of military or like CIA background, but you mm-hmm. can't really tell. And he's, you know, he's just in this normal life, living away. He works in like the equivalent of a Bunnings or whatever you'd call it in the States. Yeah. Home Depot. Yeah, exactly. Home Depot. And, what do you guys call it? Uh, we have B&Q. B&Q. Yeah, I know, right? I've, so weird. It's kind of like the multiverse, how every country <laughs> has a couple of franchises they're guaranteed to have. They're Every guaranteed time. to have like a franchise hardware store. that's like a, a big hardware store slash home yeah. supply store. It's yep. going to be some weird name that makes kind of sense. And it's big franchise. No you're going to have like, what's the other one? You'd have like. Uh, There's plenty. So many. Yeah, you're, you're bound to have like a, a pay for what? like. A, Supermarkets. Like a Hallmark card style yep, place exactly. that's going out of business, yep. but has like those weird home designs for like Always moms has, that yeah, like yeah. Arts, pro- arts and craft projects. <laughs> you're going to have, that's Joanne's Fabrics for us. Okay. We, I think we have Clintons. Yeah. I don't Clinton. know what the Australian one is. What's the Australian one? I guess that would be more like uh, like Spotlight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And in the UK, we have multiple supermarkets. Tesco's, Morrison's, Sainsbury's. Yeah, everyone's got a few of those. Exactly. You guys got Walmart. I mean, 
Yeah, there's there's other ones, dude. Like there's there's the fast food that like no one eats, but is very weirdly localized to just your country. Red Rooster here is a thing. A hundred percent. What is that? I have no idea what Red yeah. Rooster is. I that's what I was thinking of. So one of my absolute favorite podcasts have this running gag throughout, like throughout the whole how, how many ten years, whatever they've been doing it, and it's like they think Red Rooster is like like um money laundering. Because like you go in there and there's and never anyone in there, and it's always in the weirdest neighborhoods. The weirdest neighborhoods. We were in. We went out yeah. to Perth for a wedding. You remember a couple of, like a couple of months ago, and we drove by one in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, guys. <laughs> I got to try Red Rooster. Like, what is happening? Yeah. And I went in and like, I literally, I had took a picture with a place. I what was is like, it, just like a chicken? Yeah, it's like not good. Not good fried chicken. it's not good. Yeah, it's weird. What about like the uh, the the pie face? Oh, Do you yeah. guys have a yeah. pie face? We don't really have, oh, Greg's. Yeah. You Greg's. know Greg's by we, memes, surely. We don't have that. Okay, right, okay. You don't have a pie shop? Mm. A pie is big in the States? No. Didn't think so. No. It's a random one. We have like a chicken pot pie place. Oh. Pretty good. You got Subway, though. Everyone has Subway. They do now, but it started out in the States. Yeah, but Subway's like kind of one of those. It's gone global. global. Yeah. That's, so one of the reasons, I, so there's two, two brands I really, really dislike. There's no non-American thing that's gone global, mm. like fast food franchise. Good, good point. I don't. Mm. It's a pretty embarrassing thing to be the best at. <laughs> well, we're the best at stealing other people's stuff and putting it in museums. Not so. anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, the curve is dropped. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the bell curve is on the back end now. Look, we've got way off topic here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the equalizer. Look, yes. I. That's why I. I yeah, I, I rabbit hold you. I was like, I don't want to talk about this like, movie. What are you talking about? I'll be very quick. I actually quite enjoyed the first one. In in all honesty, like it's just dumb fun action movie. Yeah, and it culminates in like they're in this what what do you call it? The hardware store the, mm. in the states, whatever it's the, called. The Home Depot. Home Depot, for example. And he's using the environment and the things in Home Depot to pick off all the bad guys. It's a lot of, it's actually oh a bit God. of fun. So it's, like, it's like an adult home alone. Kind of, <laughs> in a weird way. But there's fucking three of them. So I'm like, surely there must be something about this. So I quite enjoyed it. But I mean, it it's also. just Denzel, I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, 100%. Got a fan base. But it also gave me an idea for yet another anthology that we can work on over time, which is just dumb, fun action movies. Oh God! There's so many. There are so low many. on my anthology list. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> I'd much rather do the Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Well, Edgar Wright, directors Edgar we love. First. Come back to it. Go and check out. We're hot. We're most of the way through Chris Nolan now. We should really finish that at some point. DL, what's the last thing you've been up to this week? Uh, the last thing I have been up to this week. That's really all I've done. I've ah. continued to play The Witcher. Well, I, I think I will again. be doing that for the next ten podcasts at least. <laughs> That's happening There's in so the much to do. What's happened in The Witcher since we last caught up? Uh, since we last caught up, what has happened? That's a good point. And it's only been like three or four I days. I upgraded remember. my armor. Nice. That yeah. always takes time in The Witcher. Yeah, you got to find them all. Then you got to <laughs> fucking do the quest to get the person to make it because you need a certain armor guy. That sounds so nerdy. What did I do? There was a Dude, really you've cool... you've had some really nerdy, like what you've been up to. For the, the last there was a really weeks. cool uh, quest that was like about like... Have you found the bear quest yet? Have you done that one? No, there's a bear quest, and it's like in the middle, of, and like this is where I'm stuck on mine at the moment because I know I've beaten this bear like three times, but when you once you've beaten it, you get choices of cutscenes, so you got to pick a certain one. Mm. But there's only one that you can actually finish the quest on, so you got to pick the right answers, mm. and you don't have a lot of time to pick them because it's that thing where it, yeah, like, it's decreases. Like so I've beaten the bear. It's really hard to beat the level I'm at. I'm such a low level, but like every time I beat it. I forget what thing I'm supposed to do, and then I just get yeah. angry and put it down and stop playing. Fair so enough. I'm stuck there. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a there was a cool quest I did. Anyway, I'm not gonna bore you guys. There's plenty of cool quests in that game. I did play. F- I so have so much s- material for them to make a good show. How did they not do it? I'm oh sorry. my god, I don't understand. So they could shock. just pick one of the side quests. It's just shock. They could use like as an episode. It's so not, shocking. And not do bad dragon CGI. It's so shocking. Final thing I've been up to then is we obviously know that Spider-Man Two video game is coming out in a few weeks. That's a early mid October ish. I can't okay. remember which way. I've, I'm replaying the Miles Morales video game, you know, just for a bit of funsies because yeah. I wanted to replay the the original Spider Man game. Yeah. Played it too many times. Couldn't do it. So I was like, Spot, you know, <laughs> I needed to get my Spider Man fix. I mean, it is a bit of a repetitive game. Too. Yeah, it is. But well, the like, first that's one's... the only complaint I have about it. Yes. Yeah. Except for that pigeon level where you got to catch pigeons and they're really fucking difficult to catch. It's repetitive. Yeah, it's repetitive. Yeah, There's it a lot of the same i do i do catch. really enjoy it though. i actually found that part easy just being spider-man no it's it is it's a fun game do you, no what, you haven't played miles morales though, have you nope. okay all right i have yeah. it haven't played it i i miles. am replaying it and i'm i'm very much enjoying it but okay. i'm i'm back into it now i'm like yeah i can do this like okay. i just needed the muscle memory back so i'm gonna get ready for the new one i'm very very excited for that deal hey guys what we like to do now is we like to talk a little bit about things we've seen in our geeky sphere usually on twitter or instagram or is it x nowadays who knows and send each other and we can make fun of. So we like to call it, Have You Heard? I'm going to make a theme tune for that at some point. We've nice. been talking about it since episode one. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to happen. DL, have you heard this week? Now, you know about my hatred of Liam Neeson. Yes. It's a passion of mine. It is very much something you have not let go. There of. are not many things Cling I'm to, this passionate say. about. <laughs> not many things I'm this passionate about. And my dislike for Liam Neeson is way up there. Now, there was a report this week, uh, and it was actually reported on by NME that I spotted, and I just had to talk about this. So Liam Neeson has a new quotation mark action movie out, and it has been heralded, ironically, by the New Zealand Herald as the worst film of the year. Now tell me, DL, like in our, you know, our new anthology we're just talking about, dumb action movies, should yeah. we start with this bad Liam Neeson I mean, movie? The fact that you want to watch a Liam <laughs> no, Neeson movie. I do not. Means maybe we should. <laughs> um, Look, finally, people are seeing it my way. I mean, dude, it's only been like two hundred movies that are the same. Exactly. Apparently, the, the Wolf one was good, though. I heard the Wolf one was good, and I never watched it because I literally was like, "This is the sixth movie you've made that's like this. I don't care." What's it called? But it's apparently good. Wolf fight. I forget exactly. It was marketed terribly, yeah, really bad. <laughs> it was like, let's just add this to the Liam Neeson. Like he was, him and Ryan Reynolds had a bit of a moment there where it was like they were in everything. You just need to stop. So yeah. with James Corden as well, like, he was yeah, exactly the same. Stop a little bit. Take a pause. Take a take a holiday. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like, um, anyway, yeah. terrible movies. Man's awful. I just like the fact people are finally catching on to this. And this article, I actually read it. It's actually quite funny. And they're just like, bro, just stop. You've made the same movie quit. for like 20 years. It's time. I mean, what? Is, how much is he making per movie? He must be making a bunch. Did okay. he get cancelled at one point for like being a racist or something? I'm sure he did. I'm sure, to, to your point earlier, everyone's getting cancelled. Yeah. You can't really like not get cancelled. If you looked at my fucking Facebook post that I made private for this very reason because I'm smart. I think his was I'm like... I'm sure I've said some cancelable stuff. Anyone, if you go back far enough, has said some dumb stuff being young. I want to see what your Facebook posts were. Too from late. 10 years They're already ago. private. You've made a private. I can um, see yeah, your Facebook, can't I? You you would not be able. I mean, maybe your friends could. I could surely. Yeah, but like my point is, you can just. Search you should it. kick me off your Facebook. If some guy's gonna try and like find a tweet from me, well, I never. I was never on Twitter. Fair enough. You get my X. point. Well, anyway, DL, did you hear this week? There what? has been yet another 
awesome looking trailer for The Killers of the Flower Moon, which I know was on your list of movies you're most excited for. Five years ago. (laughs) Since we started the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I did see it. Talk to me about it. Um, look, it looks. I don't think it was that new, actually. I think it's a it little bit. It looks like older. most of the same stuff, but there's a couple extra scenes. Yeah, think, nice. Like the, can, like, the house asked, blowing up. I asked you this before. Can you give me, like, the your idea of the synopsis of this? Because, like, I don't know. And I don't think, I don't think, like, they've, they've released, like, a high level one, but it seems like it's basically going to be, like, two time periods or, like, over, over a period of time. I could be making this up. That, uh, <laughs> I hope so. You're basically oil money goes into Native American land. They, there's some kind of deal. A bunch of murders happen around that transaction mm. and i think they suspect that it was you know one of the native americans that leonardo dicaprio is like engaged or, or married to and build a family around and they're investigating that but that's just my read on the trailer sure um you know all money people die gets yeah. covered up yeah fbi come in to check it investigate out. it and it's like is he protecting her is mm. he a part of the murders i think mm. that's probably what they're gonna like play with a bit but i don't know it looks actiony more actually than i expected yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of long dialogue scenes. It's <laughs> going to be so. three and a half hours or something. Scorsese? Yeah, he's, he makes long movies. It's got to be at least three and a half hours. He makes like long Scorsese. movies. You said you say before. It's, I still uh, haven't seen the fucking Irishman. No, neither. God, we should do it. Like it has to be done. But I'm going to watch it. I think in like 45 minute chunks. Break it down into like I like go over like six days. <laughs> I need like a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, a, actually, ha- I just looked at my whiskey because I hadn't drank it for a month. I have so much good whiskey. I haven't drank it. <laughs> I haven't drank. <laughs> you, went, for- you went so American. Drinking. Haven't been drinking. I haven't drunk a thing for a month. So we should come over. Let's do we'll it. Crack open some whiskey. We can do our next podcast. Watch forty-five minute slots of <laughs> the Irishman. What we should do is we should do a shot of whiskey every fifteen minutes of the Irishman. Oh, fuck that. Let's we'll just be, drink. Let's just drink we'll be whiskey, <laughs> nice, good whiskey smoothly over yeah. the course of the film. That sounds like delight. Doesn't that sound much nicer? No, I want to do that stupid college thing and feel awful the day after. I, I would feel awful like an hour later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be asleep on your sofa with your cat on my face. Yeah, and, and then you'd die. be like, you might actually die. Yeah, I would probably <laughs> die. Well, that's coming out on October 20th. I'm, you know, I'm getting more excited for this. I, I think when you first proposed it to me, like I couldn't visualize it. Yeah. Now I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Hells yeah. Perhaps perhaps not news. Perhaps not news at all. But Loki producer says Jonathan Majors is the new Kang villain is a big part of season two in Loki. Interesting. Because we talked about yeah. this. Like he, he could have is... it could have been just like that's already filmed. We can't change it. I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. it likely is. Yeah. But you know, none of the none of the allegations have been proven. Hasn't stopped him before. Hey, well, that's what I'm they saying. They literally canceled James Gunn for a tweet. That's oh, fuck yeah, that's true. Like, 15 this guy's years ago. like got 15 <laughs> women that he beat come out of the woodwork, and they're like, you know what? Like innocent until proven guilty. Come on, guys. Like, like what? They can just kill him off in the show. And then... Like it's so ridiculous. Like I actually like I'm not saying that. Like I'm not taking an opinion. I'm just saying Disney is not consistent. Yeah, they're not consistent. They're not. Consistent. Did you did you think they were gonna be? I actually thought that Disney might be. Maybe I, like they've done such crazy things. Maybe it's just slipped under like the 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 hood or under the rug because like all the stuff happening with the riot strikes, like this apparently the sea level are just in turmoil right now. Well, I think it's also like they're tired. Like I think it is partly. Yeah, for the last five years. Yeah, their stock. Like, I just have been a long time buyer of Disney stock. It is the same. It keeps staying the same. Everything goes up. It stays the same. 
like despite themselves they stay like my point despite is themselves. like it i'm shocked that it hasn't gone up but like part of it is the last five years they've gotten to like woke politics and it's pissed off a lot of yes. their viewership so i think maybe they're kind of just like we're not gonna Fuck it. partake any like maybe it's it's reached that point Fuck it. right who knows interesting um, i like but, your pov on that i'd be uh <laughs> imagine imagine they're just like you know what fuck it just you do you, you guys do you just come back and tell us later it's all right tell us i think later. i think that no i do think that part of it's like well yeah once it comes out we'll decide what we do yeah well i mean maybe we're tired of like maybe they'll recast ourselves in the foot maybe they'll recast him as a white man and everyone gets annoyed as when they recast <laughs> the little mermaid as a black person well <laughs> isn't snow white like brown now i have no idea <laughs> Like, not that I care, but it's like, Disney, why do you do this to yourselves? Just like, don't remake that movie. Because Come up with a new yeah, IP. Yes. Like, that is obviously going to piss some people off. Like, you're just not like, going to win that battle. You preach into the choir. Like, what are you doing? new IP right now. Yeah, what are you doing? Speaking of superhero movies, did you see, I know you did, did you see the Aquaman 2 Lost Kingdom finally got an initial teaser trailer? And it's coming, baby. It's coming. It kind of looks like what I expected Aquaman 2 exactly to look like the with the Vinny Chase. <laughs> like super CGI-y. Like. Anyway, like I saw... I still would rather watch that movie. Yeah. A hundred times over. Mandy Moore. Wait, no, I mean the Vinny Chase one. Yeah, she's Mandy Moore is like in it. Was she supposed to be in it? She's like a singer, isn't she? I didn't know that. I didn't even remember what Mandy Moore was. That, oh. was, the whole, that was the whole like plot line. Like Mandy Moore, Vinny was like, it was like his great white buffalo. And like he couldn't get over her, and he like tweaked out because she was in the movie with him, and he couldn't handle it. Oh hell yeah, I remember yeah, that. And it was like Mandy Moore of all the chicks. What we should do? I mean, like, she's not even that. Interesting. We should do an uh, like, bef- before that Aquaman two movie comes out. We should yeah. do a YouTube video or an episode where we talk about the run up to Aquaman coming out on, on yeah. Entourage. We that would be our Entourage episode. That would be how we see off Entourage. That could be our our little our white homage. buffalo. <laughs> Yeah. Homage to Entourage. What did, what did you think of the trailer? What do you think? Look, I mean, I, CGI mess. Yeah, I don't really want to watch it. Nonsense. But. Well, we had reactions from friends of the show. And thank you, yeah. friends of the show. Specifically, friend of the show, Riggs, who said, considering the reshoots and that it sits in a defunct universe, he just can't see how it's going to be anything other than, quote, muddled. Oh, undoubtedly. It would, like, it's it be would have been muddled without the reshoots. <laughs> yeah. It was the DC universe's, like, middle name is it's muddled. Yeah. <laughs> It's always been muddled. Demuddled C. It's like, it, in fact, maybe the more muddling may unmuddle it. Oh, that'd be interesting. In muddleception. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Inception the muddled. Uh, well, they, there's been various cameos by different Batman that have been in and out and shake it all about and up and down. I, it seems like they're just going to like do this weird, like slow goodbye to I mean, these characters. Just and like the cut worlds it. are kind of like getting merged and then something. Yeah, I'm not that stoked on it if I'm going to be. Real. bluntly honest if I'm gonna be bluntly honest with you i would i yeah i would prefer to do something else so i'm i'm actually gonna be in london when this comes out so this is coming out you're gonna see that see with your mate now <laughs> this is the perfect timing oh god because the guy who is partly responsible for our racing show our racing for the show which is better or worse than ackerman 2018 that's who I'll be able to see it with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so excited. Do you reckon it will be better than Aquaman 28? Oh my God. I, I just don't know. I am so ready to be happy for one of these movies coming out. Dude, you're not, this is not going to be the one. This Stop. is not. Why are you be setting it. yourself up for failure? No, I'm saying like, this is not going to be it. Yeah, of course not. It's not. That's not what I asked. But the real <laughs> question is, could it be the new Aquaman 2018? Meaning it's equally mediocre. It's equally nothing. 
that's actually the most likely outcome. I would say so too. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, guys, if there's any news you've heard that we haven't talked about, hit us up at Podcast Symbol or the Podcast Symbol at gmail.com. You can send it to us. We will call it out like we just did. We love to call out you guys' stuff when you send it to us. We love it when you send it. Send us memes. Send us whatever you want. Yeah. Do you want to finish that thought? I was just going to say, like, Red Dead 3, there was a confirmation. It's big news for me. Do you think it's confirmed? It's confirmed. You think but it's just them been like, guys, stay on the hype train. Two decades? Yeah, like, stay on the hype train. Like, will we get Red Dead 3 before we get the Harry Potter series on HBO? Oh, great question. Or will we get the HBO series first? Do you think Red Dead's going to be a TV show as well? That's another good question. Will we get a, a TV adaption Surely. before we get Red Dead 3? They absolutely that nailed That feels the last more of us. likely. They nailed The Last of Us. Surely. Yeah, that feels more likely. And it's so cinematic. Like, surely. Yeah. Um, but which of the trillion side quests do they fit into that? I guess, like, that's the cool part about that. You could just, like, make it a really long form Game show, of Thrones style. Just like, going on. Yeah. And, like, it's just with the, the same themes, but it's almost like Monster of the Week some days. And then there's a slow plotting plot. Like, I would love sure. to. That's a fun thing to adapt, I think. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I think that we probably get Harry Potter and we probably get Red Dead at the same time. I think we get both of those before Kill, we get Red Killing Red every Red Dead moment 3, of the day you have. The movie or the, the game, Red Dead 3. But well, they're going to finish Grand Theft Auto Six first, and that's I know they keep leaking things sure from it, but like that's surely years away. Do you do you reckon it's a prequel again for the three pre prequel? Because the second one was before. What if it's a rebootuation? Hang on, a minute, so Red Dead Redemption One, the first Red Dead Redemption, the first Red Dead Redemption was not well. Red Dead Redemption Two was the one. Wait, because the very first one, yeah, Red, it's a very difficult no, concept. I agree. Red Dead was the original one. Yeah, that one's like, its own. That's its own thing. That's separate. And maybe they remake that. No, it's a shitty game. I hope not. What I'm saying is, as like a fully fleshed out world and game. So like they take all the concepts from the second two. They could, but I think they they might as well just create another story within the same thematic universe that is you know before or after. But I, I think it'll be before or after or same time. I don't think it'll be a rebutuation, <laughs> is my point. I think, um, who knows? DL, um, do you want to preface our main topic for this week? Yeah, like, we uh, we love a we love a movie that one of us... <laughs> Full stop. That we love a movie in general. We love a movie. We love a movie that one of us should have seen and hadn't. Is that what this is? I believe so. I is that a part of that? I tagged anything onto this, but yeah, I think sure, that that is, I mean, again. I should have seen this. I mean, you absolutely It's totally up my alley. Uh, it's like a lot of actors that we like, good actors that were like before they were big, they were in this Way movie. before they were big. Um, and so we we watched Layer Cake this week. Well, I should say I watched it. I watched it because Tommy hadn't had seen it. I've seen times. it so many times. So just to put a prefix around this, I went through a phase when I was probably I don't know fifteen ish, maybe a little younger, when. I was just so into these like British gangster movies. Yes. And I would just sit and I would just consume a lot of layer cake. A lot of and the he layers of a bit. The cake. He, I was a yeah. fatty. Yeah, he became I was a fatty, fatty, round. fatty. We were all know. worried about him for a bit. I don't <laughs> but I he don't got, know how he, I managed to be such an Adonis he, in my later age. He biceped his way out. Of this it. was one this and Snatch were two of the ones that I would constantly return back to. Yes. So I'd watch two or three like random weird ones, then I'd always come back to these couple and I've just they are just ingrained in my mind, mm. and I just love them for that. Yeah. But before we get into it, DLN, do you want to give me your stupid plot summary? It looks like a Guy Ritchie movie. It smells like a Guy Ritchie movie, but Jason Staden is nowhere to be found. So I guess it's not. 
Anyway, we follow a book smart gangster as he tries to go street smart to varying degrees of success in Daniel Craig's Bond audition. Nice. It's right on the nose, right on the money. Mine's a little bit simpler. Okay. Mine's just every time I try to get out, (laughs) they pull me back in. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. Uh, So, as you say, this is director Matthew Vaughn in his interestingly directorial debut. I really like that this is his first time. He's he was on the writing team and on the production staff of the likes of Lockstock and Snatch. He's like the guy that wrote Kingsman and stuff. He wrote and Kick directed ass, Kingsman I think, too. Or was produced that maybe as well. But interestingly, uh, this was originally it's originally this movie. The script for this movie had Guy Ritchie in place to direct it, but other commitments many had to drop out. So Matthew Vaughn took over and he just took on this cinematic style of his own and became his own director. Which I I love that. That's a really nice way for him to sneak into the movie industry but before we talk about actors dl do you want to guess for me the imdb score for this uh seven nine. Ooh, it's seven three mm. i would think that's kind of low considering i could see it like you know a lot of i think people that aren't into gangster movies would just say this is another gangster movie sure they just rate it down that's true yeah. i'll give you that what about rotten tomatoes then uh probably higher like probably 82 oh it's 81 you're, uh, you're right there you're almost a blind squirrel for one week. <laughs> and then finally, Letterbox out of five. Three, seven, five. It's three, five. Mm. So, like, they're kind of middling-ish. Mm. And I can see where you're coming from because, like, gangster movies and specifically British gangster movies, they're a little bit of a unique, like, flavor. Yeah, and they're very, like, I'm not, you, you may disagree with me on this point, but they have a very similar tone and vibe, most of the ones that are big. Like the ones you just named, Snap, like I think Snatch, I think they're all very, very good. Snatch, well, like Snatch is like, I think one of the best ones of all of them. Similar producing teams. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just have a very, very similar like tone and flow. And like, I guess like uh, just in general, comedic, the comedic elements are very similar as well. I think like it's. Yeah. I, the thing I do like about them is that they generally have a lot of actors who've gone on to really big things. So like you look at the cast of this. So for example, Daniel Craig. You know, this was the performance that, you know, caused Barbara Broccoli to look at him and say he could be James yeah. Bond, literally. Yeah. Uh, it's got Tom Hardy. It's got the likes of... Um, They're uh, very George, entertaining movies. That's not what I su- meant. Super entertaining. Like, I, very, I liked all of them. Jo- I, George Harris's Morty, who you would know as... Um, Kingsley uh, Kingsley Shacklebolt. Shacklebolt. That's right, yeah. It, Michael Dexter Gambon. Fletcher. It's got Burn Gorman. Gorman. Yeah. He's been in everything. Burn Gorman. I reckon. What do you that guy him from? That guys. What do you recognize him from? What's the first thing that speaks? So to many things, uh, but a lot of like sci-fi stuff. Interesting. Uh, he's definitely in the Expanse. He's in. Do you know what mine was? What? He was in Game of Thrones. He is. He's that. He's that weird Bolton guy. You are a bastard. <laughs> no, he's the guy who kills um Craster. Craster's keep. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. He's in that. But what that else? is one of He's my all-time literature. favorite bits of Game of Thrones, by the way. That 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 whole sequence, that whole sequence up to the part where Jon Snow comes and saves all the wives. I just fucking love it. It's just so well done, and he's such such a good bad guy. Yeah. In this, he's hilarious as well, by the way. Absolutely brilliant. Like, such a nonsense character. He's yeah, just one of the, some, the kind of an idiot. Yeah, one yeah. of the cokeheads who's yeah. just like trying to steal all the, the drugs. Yeah. So, DLN, do you want to give us? Just what's the what what happens in this movie? What's the summary? Like, what happens? Uh, I guess we follow Daniel Craig, who who treats. Well. Uh, yeah, whatever. But I'm going to call him Daniel Craig, who who <laughs> treats selling cocaine like a business, right? It's like a it's like true. it's like a you know he's franchising out. He's a, he's uh, ahead McDonald's. of the curve. 
Yeah. And he basically realizes this is going to get big. It's going to get big fast. And if I don't do the drugs and I treat it like, you know, like I'm running my own business, it'll it'll pay off. Yep. And we were basically following him on his last job before retirement. He thinks he's about to be done. He thinks he's going to get out mm-hmm. of the game. He's mm-hmm. been doing it for a bit of time. He's a, they pull him he's back a young in. swab. Like he's, he's still pretty young. You know, he's not like yeah. one of these old geezers. Old he's not been entrenched in it so long yeah, that it's like, all he knows. Yeah, he, he recognizes that he could, you know, with a million bucks, live a, life. Live a pretty good life and get out. Yeah. Uh, having saved up that cheeky million, though, he gets called in by the big boss. The big dog. For a lunch, which is never really good. And he's got his crew around him, right? I think it's implied that, like, he basically has a distribution network as well yeah. for the drugs. Like, Isn't um, that Tom Hardy? I always get confused with that I think, part. I, I, think think they, I think they all, like, Tom Hardy kind of helps him with they that part. It. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we, we see him basically get pulled in for one last job where he's got to do two things. One is find a uh, missing daughter yep. of his boss's big boss. Yep. Uh, who's who's gone missing and basically is kind of a bit on the gear. Yep. And running around with a junkie as a boyfriend and they're like, go find her. They think she's been kidnapped. Now that's one of the things that is pulled from every single one of these gangster films. Yes. Also a, very confusing what happened there. Bit of a nonsense storyline. Yeah. Doesn't really aid anything. It's like a trope. Yeah. Yeah. The uh I, it actually reminds me, do we talk about um the rock and roller? Lo- Did we talk about that recently? No. I think in our personal lives Maybe. we talked about it recently and there is the exact same plot in that as well. Like that plot beat of finding the door. Yeah. Exactly the same. That's one beat and he's like, I'm not, you should probably call it cops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, I oh. just sell cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh, and then we get another one where he's got one more big job that he wants him to do. And he's got, he's basically got to buy a bunch of these ex- a million ecstasy pills. Something like that, yeah. From this, this character that the actually- the the Duke that like Daniel Craig's crew would generally not work with because he's amateur, he's yeah. low, he's mm-hmm. low brow, he's he's kind of like the the poor man. Like I guess what would I, what would you call him? I'd call him kind of like the uh, I had a, I had a he's normally for it. the end dealer, basically, right? Yeah, he's normally one of the like the grunt men. Yes, and he's kind of come up on this big pickup, and it's like, how what? did he pull yeah. this off? Yeah, and there's yeah. a whole like mis- well, It's not really a mystery. It starts as a mystery, but quickly yeah. unravels about. How and why he has all these drugs and the fuck up that, uh, <laughs> you know, ended up in to get. Yeah. He's kind of like the guy he's been forced to work with is one of these like bottom of the barrel criminals. Not Completely. like a, like not anything like General Craig who's kind of operating at a different level. Um, so he followed Daniel and he doesn't really get a choice. That's the way this works. It's like yeah. you work with him or, or you don't like. Yeah. So we follow Daniel Craig as he tries to kind of buy these pills, but doesn't really do it as a negotiating tactic. He's like, he's like kind of like basically like, no, fuck off. Like, I'll come back around and it to get a better price. But very soon after gets approached by a group of guys. And this is the part that I was confused on. Who do these guys, who do these represent? At first, I thought they were kind of representatives of the Amsterdam crew. We find out that the Duke actually stole the pills yes later well, we, we were gonna get there yeah. but yeah this is full spoilers yeah. yeah whatever but i think if you're just talking about the overall top-down view of this no film, no i mean like the trevor and shanks guys that basically the scouse guys they, they basically confront him like what the fuck did you do to daniel craig and he's like what do you want about i didn't do anything and that's how we realize that the pills were stolen right yeah and that scene in the hotel room if you just like take a step back and you look like from a top-down perspective of this movie like just before even getting too deep into the plot and where else it's going, this is such a stylish movie. Like from the very first scene, you get this 
a whole new perspective, like Matthew Vaughn versus like you keep talking about Guy Ritchie. I appreciate they're very similar in like the story elements, but that first scene where Daniel Craig is like explaining how he commoditizes drugs in his head as like a business, and it's the all these like that's very different. Yeah, yeah. Like it's got the music score is different as well. The music's very different, and how he uses motion in the film to like keep you moving with it's so interesting and so well done. For me, it's more stylish than a Guy Ritchie movie. I think Guy Ritchie movies have got like really beautifully shot scenes, but they're all real grubby. Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's it's got it's it's got a style. But it's not stylish. Yeah, that for sure. Yes, like uh, a Guy Ritchie movie, and, and it has and it has similar similar like uh, stylish like flat flares, yeah. like some of the movements of the camera and stuff. But it's it does definitely have its own thing. And one of the things that I think makes it stand apart is the comedy of it. Like, yes, it's kind of similar, but this is so dark and witty. You watch like, I don't know, you watch Snatch. It's like, need to take a shot. You're like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's a shit joke. Cool. But there's like, so this. much going on in Snatch as well. Like, yes. I'm just kind of like, I get lost too. But. Whereas this, like I personally equate it to like, you know, the likes of Pulp Fiction or in Bruges, not like they're similar movies, but like they have the same dark undercurrents in terms of the comedy. And, you know, like they're big movies to be related to considering it's his directorial debut. Pulp Fiction, I could see a bit. In, I think it's not as funny as in Bruges. I found in Bruges really funny. I found in Bruges so funny. But I take your, I do. Does that, does that talk about how broken we are? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, did, I take your point on Pulp Fiction where there's like a lot of like dialogue scenes where they're like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. comedy in the craziness of the situation totally. how, it's, yeah. how it just keeps flipping i like that yeah and, and you're never quite sure especially in this film you're never quite sure who's betraying who at yeah. any one point uh the thing i really like about these types of movies is they're having a bit of a renaissance right now as well have you noticed that mm. guy richie sort of started doing a few more of them he did uh the gentleman recently and mm. one that i'm going to talk about in a couple of weeks and i've forgotten what it's called it is called operation fortune now yeah i've seen that the preview for that it's fine. You don't need uh, to watch it. Unless we carry on doing all of these films. We do all of them forever. <laughs> Another anthology. A million anthologies. I don't DL. know if I can do all. There's a lot of bad ones, I think. There are a few, like, other... But, like, so that top-down view of this film is that, you know, it, he is... He, he sort of stands out as a stylish drug dealer in a world of, like, you are... It, it, it's the layer cake, right? So yeah. you either have the, the punks that he has to deal with, like the Duke and, and Sydney and their family... He's in the middle He's layer. kept himself separated from that. Yes. He's a higher echelon. He doesn't do the drugs. But he's he not, doesn't, like, where these other guys are, like, doing the correct. coke and just fucking around and being idiots. And he's not at the level of a Michael Cambon. Yeah, or a Jimmy Price. Jimmy like, Price. At all, yeah. yeah. He's not there. But it's really l- smashing home that layer cake immediately. I mean, and there is a bit of a, like, foreshadowing in a lot of ways where you're like, Jimmy Price doesn't seem all that, like, smart. Savvy or savvy yeah. as compared to Daniel Craig, you're like, why is this guy his boss? You know, yeah, like yeah, I, exactly. I did have that vibe where I was like, this guy seems like more of the he traditional just got money. Yeah, well, so we thought. Yes, yeah. well, so we thought, but yeah. that that unfolds differently. But I like the stakes of this film. Like it is very personal, like the whole way through. Well, and it it makes sense. Yes, like the the reason why, like, good for a film to make sense. Hey? No, but I mean, like, it's believable. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you would believe that he's for he's he may be doing really well. He's making a lot of money, but mm. he could be forced into doing one deal that he doesn't want to do because yeah. he owes this guy yeah. all the things that got him here. Yeah, exactly. And he can't really not say yes. Um, and you also, as like before, we get into how it all unravels, but you kind of empathize with every other character above him in the layer cake and why they can self justify 
the things that they're going to do, mm, right? And end up doing. Definitely. So it, you, it, I think the theme and the tone, the theme and the tone is like quite strong in that throughout all the characters. Yeah, and, definitely. And these are some fates. Like, I think the characters in this are pretty well fleshed out all yeah. the way through, like down to the likes of Kingsley Shacklebolt, Bolt's Morty. <laughs> Great name, by the way. Like you, I, I think the first time I saw it, I found his story a bit distracting. That whole thing about, you know, there's this whole like old school of all the different characters and, and how they all come, came up came together. Up, yeah. But watching it back, I really get the feeling like that is really fleshing out these sort of side characters almost that normally wouldn't get as much spotlight. And I think the culture of like being a gangster and how it changed and how you can change with it. Definitely. But you don't really get that much higher. Yeah. You're just another part of the layer cake. Like these guys have been around forever, right? And they're working for Daniel Craig, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you think, yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah, so, yeah. like you, it isn't this meritocracy kind yeah. of. It's kind of like who's willing to do what and how long can you last after you do it? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like how long does the money last? How Not long? So how long, long does your Jimmy life Price. last? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you do make the move, are you just the next guy that gets got? Well, I wonder know? if, yeah. That's like, maybe why they never made the move. Like, yeah. You know, that, oh, definitely. Yeah. And that certainly, you know, comes to fruition in like, right. yeah. characters like Jimmy Price. So, do you want to like, progress the story a little bit then? So, like, we're obviously yeah, so we, flying through this. So, we, uh, you know, we follow them as they're kind of figuring this out. The Serbians end up, we find out that they stole, uh, the Duke stole the pills from the Serbians. And by association, he's been talking about how he works with Daniel Craig's crew. And it really doesn't make them look good. It looks like they orchestrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, and apparently these Serbians are crazy, all ex-military. And they've sent an assassin named Dragon to uh, great name. basically take, you know, get the goods back and bring them ahead. And uh, bring, bring, his, bring the big boss somebody's head. It's actually a really funny like, piece of trivia about that. So that, you know, when you see the, the scene where the Duke is like holding up the Serbians. Yeah. The dude's actually Romanian. So he just speaks Romanian the whole time. Mm. And we're just so ignorant as like white English speaking humans. Well, I don't speak Romanian. But, well, exactly. But like <laughs> he just speaks Romanian the whole time. We just go, yeah, that's Serbian. <laughs> no, but I think they talked about him as Serbians though. What do you mean? I thought, I thought in the movie they said they were Serbian. Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay. What I'm saying is the actor, oh. he is Romanian mm. and he speaks Romanian the whole time, but we're just so like, whatever. Mm. We're just so blase about it. We just go, yeah, that could be Serbian. We talked about this being the performance got Daniel Craig the role as Bond, and you can you can see it like he's so suave in this. He's suave, but he's not like this action hero in it. Sure, it's more the suave side of Absolutely. Bond, which is I think the harder part to pull off. Right? Agreed. Which is why it was probably a great audition. Uh, and and there's yeah, there's obviously that scene in it where he he literally just does a Bond performance, and he's like you know stalking the prey with his yeah balaclava on. But I think it totally sets apart this movie from the likes of a lock stock by having this one pillar that is just even you know just in his personality is so far above like everyone else like he's he's got a plan he's getting out whereas you watch lock stock you watch uh you watch snatch these guys are this is their life that's this what is i'm what saying they're doing. It's, it's more the cool part about this movie that puts it sets it apart for sure yeah is that it's more focused in what it's trying to investigate definitely which is like to me usually a good foundation for a movie absolutely yeah. sienna miller though yeah Crim criminally underutilized i was waiting for her to be involved I thought she was going to be a big character I, I was waiting for her to come back and then i was like surely she's not just going to be the chick on his arm at the end and the, that's exactly a hundred percent i was like <laughs> i thought one of the twists was going to be that it was her who'd orchestrated it, not the duke something like that Do you know what i mean i don't know if it was gonna be that i just thought like she would 
involve herself in a situation sure. and she would have more of a role in them even if it wasn't like in the plot well any agency at yeah, all really like she was gonna just like involve herself and be involved in the movie she's how it played out literally just the eye candy i, I yeah. do there's definitely a role in this movie for her to be a bigger cat like an yeah, actual character for sure i love the realistic characters i was joking about it with you before like side characters in movies now you know they're fucking like adonis like the rock chris rock in the background you know what i mean yeah it's it's always like even even the side characters even the people who should be like little balding men i love they just <laughs> chuck in a bunch of these like british like veteran actors george harris prime example yeah uh, colman as gene i love that guy yeah gene the guy who beats the crap out of daniel craig yeah, he's good you just don't get that now I, I was talking to you last week about a a show we were watching called kin we haven't actually watched any more of it but it is irish set gangster vibes it's got the guy from daredevil in it as well and a bunch of people from game of thrones all the side characters are just good looking people and it really annoys me i'm like if you're working in a crime syndicate there's going to be some like wigging out weirdos in there as well, right? There's got to be. Yeah. And this really plugs that point home with these just like solid character actors. For sure. Even like Michael Gambon as Eddie Temple, where you're totally. like, totally. I just loved his performance as this like guy who like comes in and mm. like totally mm. sw- uh, what's the word? Side swipes. He, yeah. But he comes in like, like as such a juxtaposition to Jimmy Price, like, more fatherly, more father figure, like to begin with, yeah, to yeah. start it out and like really gets him into this false sense of security, right? Or we thought so you think when you're watching, mm, but mm. He, he like that came in and it's such a it's such a contrast to Jimmy Price. You're like, oh, this 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 could be the way out. This yeah. is what I this yeah. is more. I'm more like this guy well, if I'm Daniel Craig. When and, you meet Jimmy Price, you, yeah. you are literally thinking like like you said, like why is this guy Daniel Craig? He's boss? just so much more rugged and. St- kind of like more like the guy, Cockney, more it? like the duke than yeah. daniel craig yeah absolutely and you you do think like is daniel craig gonna be the top layer of the cake but gambon comes in and smashes it yeah i does. love that i love that he character does. and i think he's gambon's better fit for a role like this than he ever was like dumbledore yeah you know i think like i could see him playing a good dumbledore if he actually read <laughs> but like uh, it's not like uh, well, it's not a, about his acting. It's more just about like yeah, there's a bubbling menace to him in this. Like under the like you know like under the surface at all times. Even when he's been that fatherly character, there's still like like a grizzledness to him for sure. And you're just like that could like snap at any for sure. moment. But you like you expect that out of any I think gangster in, of course. inside of space. It's more just like oh the, the, it can be reasonable. Yeah, it's almost like the way that you I came away uh feeling after their character interactions and i to be honest was quite surprised that he was he took it all that was the only thing where i was like i thought he was just gonna take a bigger cut or something takes it all everything takes it all every penny yeah well well you've sort of pushed the plot sorry there, anyway can... no no it's good but like the plot sort of unfolds and yet and basically daniel craig is simultaneously trying to find a buyer for these you know, tainted pills. But he's also got, you know, the Serbians on his back. Yeah. He's got Michael And he's Gamble. trying to find this daughter for Fucking some reason. For some I don't reason. understand. That, that didn't really service the plot much. Not really. That was kind of, I didn't get that. Did, can you explain that to me? No. Okay. <laughs> so basically she was never lost and he kidnapped her or he yeah. didn't, or he like, or he basically said he was trying to, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was, very, I guess you know what it was? It was a uh, Jimmy Price. It was a, it was a drug addict's plan. Yeah, well, <laughs> it didn't well, make well, much exa- sense. Exactly, <laughs> maybe exactly. it wasn't supposed to because he wasn't intelligent. But basically, Jimmy Price, the, the big plot twist is that he has lost all his money 
<laughs> Nigerian prince scheme. Scam, literally. Like, basically, yeah, like yeah. A, the, the 90s version of this. Seeing, seeing like, the presentation of that is yeah. bellissimo. It's beautiful. Uh, where like he invested a bunch of money in like a mine in South Africa and they stole basically it all. fleeced him. But like he, like his boss got him into this investment opportunity, Eddie, whatever his name is. Temple. Eddie Temple. And he put in like 500K, whereas this guy just put all his money into it, lost it all. And so what we find out as this unravels is two things. A, he orchestrated the stealing of the pills because he needed cash. Yeah. And he needed it like a big, a big win. So he gets the Duke to go do it and, and basically pretends to set him up, not knowing what what's up with the pills with Daniel Craig to be the fall guy. So he yep. can make a bunch of money and get rid of this, this dude who's kind of up and coming. Yes. All in one foul swoop. While also we find out later yep. that uh, he's an informant. Yeah, and that was the bit that really got me when I watched it the first yeah. time. Like I could, I, I, like the fact he lost all his money. Yeah, fair enough. You can guess that because he isn't that intelligent. But the idea that he's also an informant behind this as well. Like I mean, it is a bit of a cliche. But it like, is, but I, I actually like liked how it was used here because it's the motivation for uh for God, Eddie Templeton's character to get rid of him. Yeah, and he sees this young up and coming guy, and he's like, I can work better with him. Let's let's cut this layer of the cake out. And you can also you can almost like see how with uh, from Jimmy Price's perspective, you know, he probably wasn't getting as much money as he thought he deserved that whole time, which is why he starts informing. Exactly. Which is why he also can yeah. justify like how he he's going to throw Daniel Craig under the bus because he's like, I never got what I was deserved. This is how it works in this, this game. It just you can understand the motivations behind each character. Just as talking it goes up the through cake. this in a way that I haven't done previously, like the rock and roller is it's the same film. Like <laughs> now you're on my side. The same you, you converted. I do love the rock and roll. The <laughs> difference between this and the rock and roller is like the main um that there is like a main like central character who they're all originally trying to find, who is the son of the big drug dealer and is like a rock star. Mm. And he's this dude, Johnny Quid, who is like good old Johnny. So good, so good. He's an actor mm. who's a, he's a bit of a he's a bit of an every actor as well, like a bit of a that guy. He's in a bunch of stuff like Black Mirror and other things, but he is just so compelling on screen. Like it, it really like it levels that film up in a different way. So like Daniel Craig levels this up as yeah. in that smart, sophisticated. He's in that film like he's like a junkie, but he's like super intelligent, mm. and he like he just gets away with everything, and he's fucking awesome. But it's the same story. <laughs> the thing I wanted to mention quickly was I'm glad you talked a bit about the the storyline with the daughter that wasn't really kidnapped. I didn't but, really understand that, to be honest. That's the thing for me that slows the pacing of this film down a little bit. Like, it's this random aside, and you're a bit like, why? Why we? Show me more about the characters. You know what I mean? Like, give me more time with these people. Or make it a bit more clear. Like, it all happened so fast that I was like, so that mm. was just pointless? Yeah. That but, was just a shaggy dog storyline? Like, no point? Completely. The rest yeah. of the film's a clip, man. Yeah. Um, but, like, if they emphasize that more, like, Jimmy Price is just an idiot. This was yeah. a dumb plan. <laughs> He's like a, a desperate drug addict. Yeah, which he is. Like that, then I'm like, okay, fair enough. But they made like, it was like, there's a lot of time spent on that little plot line. Probably yes. 25 minutes worth of the movie, I'd which say. Is, which is too long. For something some, that some is might say. so, so kind of inconsequential. Absolutely. Uh, and and like, like I like it. And I yeah. like your points. Like it certainly is a drug, uh, like a drug addict's idea of how to get himself out of a spot of bother, shall we say. <laughs> a spot of, but it a $13 million yeah, spot of bother. $13 million, $13 spot million of bother. just get out. Yeah. Just stop. Just be an informant for the rest of your life. I've had, if I had five, I'd be, I had two. Just 
But yeah. it's greed, right? And we've yeah. have we talked about this like the Pablo Escobar stuff? I always I always look at Pablo Escobar and he had just the power hundreds and millions of power. Dollars. That's like that's like billionaire stuff though. Like yeah. any that's the same thing. Just give Once up. you get that much money, the, the power of it all. I yeah, think. of course. Of course, of course it is. Can't stop. One of, one of the scenes I really love in this, and it's one of the probably best scenes, you know, I would say of a, of a fledgling director's career is the scene when uh, Daniel Craig has decided that he needs to get rid of this dragon guy, the guy yeah. who's chasing him. And he hires one of the That's scouts the team. That's one of the best scenes. To come down and snipe so him. And it's so dumb, but it's <laughs> so well shot in the misdirection I really like of it. So what happens is, they're in a bush. They're waiting for this guy to arrive. Who they've never seen. So they're trying to... That, that why, did Craig, this, why was he so confident? Good question. The, the assassin, the other guy. He was just super I guess chill. he's also just an idiot. I don't know. And they're sat in the bush waiting for the, the assassin to arrive. And with a sniper rifle trained. And then you get this. Daniel Craig goes, it's him. Go. And then you cut. just see blood hit a branch of a tree. And you go like, oh shit, they got him. But then like, Daniel Craig's phone's ringing and it's actually Dragon on the other end. So like Dragon's like snipe them out. And yeah. the, the bait and switch of that works really nicely. And you had to know, like you knew it was coming, but even yeah. though you knew it was coming, the way it was shot, like was still surprising. It's so, uh, yeah. but so well done as well. Like yeah. you say, like it focuses on Daniel Craig, like that wide shot becomes quite narrow on him. It's really nicely done. And I, I like that. And then he's just got to run away. He's like, this dude's dead. He's like, he just like leaves him in the bush. Yes. <laughs> and then they go, he goes back into his crew and they're like, you fucking are good at like the, so, like the smart Stop shit. doing that. Stop stuff. doing the dirty yeah. gangster yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cause you're really bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. But that rolls into action a lot as well, because I think the action of this, the, the real action scenes for me are far, uh, few and far between. No, Spe- I was trying to think of it. Used. That was like one of them. There's the coffee scene, which is fucking that funny. Was, let, let's come back yeah. to that in a moment. The, yeah. the, the, the thing that I think the progression of Daniel Craig's character, like his arc through this is that he does become a murderer and he does really like get into that scene. He, he finds yeah. out that Jim is an informant and that he's trying to put Daniel Craig's character away. And he, you know, he has his James Bond moment, sneaks through the bushes and just like shoots the, shoots the dude in the head. And it's that moment of like, yeah. You know, pain afterwards. He's in the shower. He's like, holy shit, I just killed a guy. Yeah. And I was like, part of me, I'm not going to lie, was like, that guy was not a good person. You no. Can, you can just take his annex and pass out. <laughs> but like, the other part of me was like, I like that they're exploring this. Yeah. But yeah, like, it, yeah. it must do like just the, horrible the, things just to Just the your gruesomeness psyche. of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing the light go from her eyes. Like, yeah. oh my God. Dire. But yeah, like, like I said, sparingly used action. That's an action scene. There is obviously the action scene in the cafe when mm-hmm. Morty, who's he's sort of like an enforcer, he's like one of the background characters, but he has this whole rich backstory about coming up with that crew. Yeah. And he was uh, in a he was doing a job with another dude, and the dude fell asleep at the wheel of the uh, uh, the van they were in. Yeah. And old mate Morty gets found in the back with a gun, put away in prison. Because he fell asleep. Because he falls asleep. Like, what on earth? So I, I really like... Did you like, notice that, like, why he got so mad? He's like, how about, like, he asked for more money. He's like, how about 10? And it's like, the guy did 10 years. 10 years yeah. and he snaps. Yeah. Is that what it was? I think I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I, I thought about it after. I didn't rewind, but... I like... What I like about that scene specifically is that, like, it should... Like, he is, like, a level-headed character the whole yeah. way through the film. He is almost the voice of reason. He fucking loses it. In this group <laughs> of psychos who yeah. constantly simmering and bubbling under the surface. And then he just fucking, fucking loses, loses it. it. And it's just so 
brutal. We talked about brutal last week, right? With some of the stuff in End of Watch. This is just a bit, and a lot of it's from the perspective of the guy who's getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, and like pouring like hot coffee yeah, on his head, just fucking stamping wrecked. his head. Yeah, you know, that's a coffee shop you can actually go to in London. You can genuinely I mean, sure go. It is. Yeah. Go get coffee there. Same thing, same place, same service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can sit down, and ask for ten. <laughs> but I really like it. I I genuinely really like it in the the way that a snatch or a lost lockwood that they just they do use action, but they use it to emphasize a point rather yeah. than it being the point of the movie. If that makes sense. Yeah, there wasn't that much. There was like the runaway from the cops, the fake cops scene. Oh yeah, there was like the I like that. Scene. That was a great scene. Now, let's talk about that. So yeah. the, so the story progresses. Yeah, and. Craig's found a buyer for the drugs and then he he but he needs to cut out the rest of the Duke's gang. So the Duke's been killed, had his head cut. No, off. He needs to cut off the rest of the Duke's gang Duke's gang. He also needs to convince Dragon, who's not only expecting the head, but also the drugs. Yes. That uh the drugs are, that gone. The drugs are gone, that he doesn't have them and yeah. that it's not his fault and that he didn't sell them. So he comes up with a pretty good plan. Yeah. Of, Which uh, is effectively to have the police take the drugs. Yeah. As visibly. In, like, visibly take yeah. the drugs. Uh, the the gang gets away, but Duke's already been killed. Yeah, by who kills him in the end? Is it Jimmy who kills him? I can't remember. I, it, it's like one of Jimmy's henchmen because he's just like so over him. It's like he's it's so G- inconsequential. Isn't it, isn't it Gene, it's Gene. I think Gene yeah. kills him. You just, you just, it's not even Gene. It's like Gene's dude that he's with. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Gene's mate's mate. Yeah, he just shoots him. Yeah, first he shoots the chick, and then he just shoots. Oh, him. That's so good. <laughs> so yeah, so the the money gets pub- the money. The drugs get publicly taken by the police. Quotation marks. Yeah. Uh, they the Serbians get the head of Duke, so they're all happy. And it turns out that the police aren't actually police; it's mates of Daniel Craig, yeah, who have been like they're sort of like they're just fun blokes in the background, aren't they? Who they're, just they're kind of just like do him. odd jobs for him, yeah, yeah. They yeah just yeah. work at a club, try and hook up with chicks. They're yeah. pretty just really a bit trivial. We'll get to that in a yeah. moment. So what happens is then Daniel Craig takes the drugs up to the big boss, right? So Michael Gambon's character, and he just fucks him over. Yeah, and that speech at the end by Gambon where he's talking about the layer cake. Yeah. It's so terrifyingly brilliantly done. I loved it. It's I loved like it. it was uh it was a really it's a really good name. Deep exposition, movie. but at the same time you're just like, holy shit, he can he's got some real like clout to him. Yeah, he's got clout and like the situation if you were in Daniel Craig after all that work and you get nothing. Yeah. Right? Like it's so deflating that the speech actually in the context of that isn't that like absurd because he needs to what's his what's his name i keep gambling Gam, yeah gamma needs to basically convince him to accept this yeah and not try and seek retribution because that doesn't help him either he wants to recruit the new jimmy price yeah and so it's like the actual like monologue actually in the context of that isn't so expo- exposition heavy i think it, it makes sense no no it really yeah. does it really does and i like I like, again, the simmering anger that's just bubbling yeah. underneath Gam- every word Gambon says. And if, you know, like Craig says a single thing back to him, he's yeah. like, know your place yeah. the whole way through. And you come out of it and like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he was like a schoolboy getting told off by a headmaster. Yeah, it was good. He's really, part really, of the great, really great scene. But it all comes out well in the end. Or does it? Or does it? Yes, but uh, basically we're we're told that of course he didn't. He's smart enough. He knew that he was going to get fucked yeah. there. And uh, he already had a buyer. And it was the guys that initially he was going to the sell Scouse the stuff guys. to. The Scouse guys. Uh, and he hires them to take him out, basically. Does he kill? I think he could kill him. Because uh, the, the whole parade of cars gets yeah, it wiped looks out. like it. 
And so he comes out scot-free with the money and we go, we see whatever you want to call him. At, at the original, yeah, bleep. <laughs> at the original restaurant that Jimmy Price. Yeah, it was like a like a. It was like club, a hotel uh, restaurant yeah. club. It was like a club. golf club hotel. Type yeah, thing. having lunch Fancy at. Pains. He he's now there having lunch with his crew. Yeah. So he's taking well, over. It's the same crew. Yeah, with his Basically. chick. Yeah, he's just taking over as the head honcho. Jenna Miller's walked in. She's she's now with him. Yeah. She's now the, the she, arm candy. She's come back. Yeah, she's come back in the last. She she had minutes. a rest. She had a sleep for a few weeks. That scene's pretty cool though. Where yeah. like. Sienna Miller, she's like seducing him in a bedroom. She goes into the bathroom. That's pretty funny. To put on like sexy lingerie. She comes back and he's just gone. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> he left his jacket. <laughs> he left his jacket. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like they're, he's walking off into the sunset. Yeah, until he walks down the steps of the front and goes like says something to the camera. Like, is it fourth wall? So he's, he's is it breaks the fourth, the fourth wall? wall by saying something like, if you uh -huh. knew my name, you'd be almost as smart as me. Yeah. And then it's Sydney, who is obviously the Duke's son, who's Ben Wish nephew or something. Nephew, sorry, yeah. who's Ben Wishaw, who is Q from the Bond movies. Yeah. Bonds back together, baby. Just runs up and shoots the guy. And this guy is like a complete nobody. Like a no, he's in even the scene, a complete in the movie for like five like minutes. A grunt worker, like a grunt worker of the lowest dealer. But Sienna Miller was originally his girlfriend. Yes. And you're like, and you're like, and jilted so, lover. So you're like, what was it? Was it the jilted lover? Was it for the Duke? Like. I guess the point is, like, I thought the irony of it was, like, this, there is no glory for a drug dealer because, like, every one of them is has the same no-name outcome. on their back, yeah. Yeah, like, it's the same no-name outcome. And in this case, if you're too smart, you uh, you underestimate the dude. The idiot. The threat that could come from below. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It doesn't always, like, he really did a great job because he's smart estimating the top end of the yeah, layer cake. Yeah. But the bottom end can get you just the same. Like, yeah, I thought definitely. that was, like, a really great, like, put a bow on it ending. And you all end up under the layer cake anyway. Yep. It's the same, same. I love it. And I... I had a great time rewatching this film. Like it's, yeah, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's a and good movie. I, f I forget the little minutiae details of it. Like, you yeah, know. totally. Did you think, what did you think about the tones and themes? Oh man, crime is a microcosm of society. Like yeah. just that, I, I think I was reading a, a quote by Matthew Vaughn who was saying like, you like walking down the street and you're probably just like one person removed from somebody who is involved with drugs, has had drugs, has drugs on them. And it is like, but like you look at any any type of society, like the top guy shits on everyone else. It's, yeah. it's, it's literally that. Yeah. Like the top guy takes all the credit, all the money. You're like, oh yeah, this is definitely going on all the time. I thought it was just like there's there's always a price. Yeah, definitely. Nothing is free. Like you can treat it like the illusion you know, of it's control. a business. That doesn't mm. mean that it that it isn't you know doesn't have a, a cost, right? Like. Play with fire, get burned, you know, deal with the devil is just that. Completely. Like, Success and happiness are like fleeting in this. It's al yeah. it's almost like a fatalistic, cynical view of the world at totally. all times in this film, which is like kind of baked into that dark humor in many ways. Yeah. Like you almost have to have a sense of humor just to survive in this world. I really like that. And like the, the illusion of control, all the things you're saying about like underestimating the bottom layers, but overestimating it's it's got so many layers to it. Yeah, it does. How about the line when, like, this is reminding me of it when he's like talking to Dragon first? Because Dragon's like, like, the assassin's like calling him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like early and he's like, dude, I don't know this guy. He's like, hungover. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know this guy. Go away. Like, it's like, I don't work with him. He's like, that's not what I heard. And he's like, all right, well, how about we, you know, he's hungover in bed. He's like, how about we talk about this hospitably over a nice yeah, coffee? Yeah. 
like, okay, breakfast. that sounds hospitable. He's like, all right, do you know where I live? He's like, no. He's like, all right, then fuck off. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's the way he delivers it as well. Yeah. So deadpan's like, then fuck off. <laughs> He's so just like guy? exasperated. Yeah. And the dragon guy just does not fucking leave him alone. Yeah. It's so good. Love it. Love it. I, lo- I love a lot of the, tra- I wouldn't didn't really talk about the cinematography we should have done, but like, I love a lot of the transition shots in this as well. Like, there are ones where he's like haggard in front of the mirror. He's been drinking all night. And he, hasn't he, opened, slept. he opens it to like, yeah, after he kills the guy, he yeah. opens it to, you know, take a, a, a Xanax, whatever pill he takes, and close. And when he closes it back, it, he's ready to go for the day. Yeah. Like he's snapped himself awake. Yeah. Like some of the transitions, sort of like moving time forward without really, you know, like making you feel rushed, they work really well in the context Agreed. of this film. What we do now then, DL, as you well know, what our listeners also know is we talk a little bit about our three best and three worst for the film, which is effectively giving you three reasons why, if, if you haven't got them by now, three reasons why you might want to watch the film and three reasons why you might not. DL. Yes. What are your best? Cast and side characters. Yes. Uh, definitely side characters. Yeah, for sure. The coffee scene in particular, I liked a lot because I thought it was just like such a funny sequence. Like definitely. Coming from not the mur- like the brutal assault but like the the <laughs> fact hilarious that, like the dialogue before it like the fact that it like tweaks someone and then the story after yeah like it's just really good um and then i just thought that the the tones and themes are pretty sharp for this one and it was like it obviously it was a, a movie very in touch with like what it was trying to say definitely 100 yeah. percent. i it's so unusual for a brand new director to have such a clear vision of how they want to say it yep you know for sure Sure. And my first one is nicely swinging on for that is Matthew Vaughn. Like as a debut, like holy shit, like who who gets this as a debut? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've also, we, I was just talking about it a moment ago, but like the style and the movement of the directing. So like the shots that keep the, the, the pace moving along, but also perfectly in sync with the rest of the film. So I was talking about the one where he shuts the mirror a moment ago, but like one of my favorite shots in this movie is when uh, XXXX is going to kill Jimmy. Yep. And you get this shot where he's having this moral dilemma and he's just sat staring into space and you zoom right into his eyes. And then as you zoom out, he's wearing a balaclava. It's, this, it, it's like yeah. the, the, the change of one image to another or one you know shot to another is completely seamless. Yep, I and you just get lost in Daniel Craig, the big blue, blue eyes. Blue steel Love eyes. those eyes. Yeah. And the final one is that... Uh, you know, it has a suaveness, and we've talked about this a couple of times, that other gangster movies of its ilk can't quite match. Like, there, I, I can't think of another character, Daniel Craig-esque, in any of those types of films we've talked about. Yeah. No, and I don't think you're meant to, because they're grubby, Exactly. Right? To your point. It's yeah. different. The, uh, what about worst? The worst. There's a lot of tropes, Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm I've not got, saying... I've got it's trope-heavy. It's not like the worst. It's just like... You know, it would have been nice to have like a couple of those be different. Okay. Um, I don't know which ones. I'm not the writer, so <laughs> I could just critique it. Hardy and I guess more of what each of them do for, you know, Craig and like the actual operation of the Empire and like give a little more time to those characters. You want to learn more? Than the kidnapping story. Yeah. I just totally. say like that's where you, that's totally. what you change. Send someone else um, go and find it. Like, who cares? Or, or don't even make that a thing. Like, just make it just like that. That's not a part of the story. That's not, I just you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's, it's not well, necessarily well explained. And I mean, it shouldn't really need to be. But like that fact, you you made a really great point that, you know, it's a yeah. it's a drug addict's like, <laughs> yeah. twitch. Like, yeah. you've got to find a way to get money back. But like, it's not well explained. Like, you yeah. just think, what is this randomness? Yeah. Anyway, you're right. Um, And that's all I could 
really come up with. I didn't well, I, I got the trope heavy thing. It is like I just explained how it's pretty much the same movie as the rock Rockstar, and roller. Rock and roller. Uh, the exposition kind of annoys me. I'm never a fan of exposition in films. Like I get it; it's needed in some elements of this. Show me, don't tell me. Yep. And just that Sienna Miller was underutilized. I thought that's fair. That's a good three. That's yeah, I should have added that. Yeah. She could have, yeah. Th- th- there's a universe where she has a bigger role in this, and it works, and it's, uh, and it just makes the movie more awesome. So what we do now, DL, is we like to rate our movies, and you know we've got our own rating system. We don't, we don't like to do, you know, five blue steels out of six blue steels for Daniel Craig. We don't like to talk about six murder scenes out of seven. No. What we do is we just have a very binary system where we say, what is the most average movie, and is this better or worse than it? That is true. And you know, as always, the most average movie is Aquaman 2018. DL, is this better or worse and why? This is better. And for all the reasons I already stated, (laughs) the three reasons I gave you just two minutes ago. It's not underwater. Yeah, not underwater. And when it is underwater, they're wearing the appropriate (laughs) garments, not jeans. Yeah, they're Um, not wearing jeans. The appropriate apparel. Wet Thor. They're wearing He's the back, right clothes baby. for the job. Yeah, mostly. of course. Yeah. I think that's your problem with that Aquaman yeah, movie. I can always come up with something new. I Please. I, I would yeah. love it. I would say so. Yeah, I agree. It's it's better than Aquaman. Like the, the thing that uh, would make this fall down a little bit for me is what you're saying about being too reliant on them tropes and not yeah. trying something a bit different. Yeah. Like I feel like there's an opportunity within the framework of having this awesome story and having these cool twists to be like, how can we, you know, reverse a few of these tropes? How yes. can we make it just a li- stand out a little bit from its peers? Agreed. And Daniel Craig is the shining light for that. And maybe they didn't want to have too many differentiators from all the rest of the films so that he shone so much brighter. In it does them. feel like maybe Guy Ritchie had some writing cred on this, maybe? Well, he was, like I say, he was originally supposed to direct it and he had to pull out. I wonder, so. did he did he have some influence in the script? Very because possibly. it's like such a, like the script itself is very Guy Ritchie. What is is style, you know what I mean? Like, very Guy Ritchie. Like, so, okay, I, I'd be curious. Anyway. I mean, I would assume they've got similar, they had a similar writing team on it if yeah. Ritchie was, you know, proposed to direct it. Anyway, DL, what we like to do now is we will wrap up. Tell me, DL, would you like some true or false trivia? If I say no, are you going to do it anyway? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, I'm it's a rhetorical question at the I'm end of the eager. day. You need this trivia. All right. True or false DL. The actor who played Duke is Jamie Foreman. And he is actually the son of a notorious London gangster. Is that true or is that false? Too random. Has to be true. It is true. Uh, he was uh, part of a London gang and he was, enfor- he was an enforcer called Freddie Foreman. So he didn't have to do a lot of uh, acting in this. Yeah. It was kind of in his he's DNA. Got the, he's got the name as well. Yeah, I love it. All right. So The Layer Cake, we didn't mention this, but this was based on a book. Should yeah. probably mention this up top. Layer Cake author J.J. Connolly uh, designated his protagonist as in his mind until he could think of a more suitable name for the character. Is that true or is that false? True. <laughs> it's true. Ultimately, he decided, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, that the character didn't need a name for the story because he was just as effective with that one. Fair. I think it's a great way to do it. Just, like, yeah. Who cares what his name is yeah. at the end of the day? I mean, I guess like, I think it felt falls into the theme as well, but obviously that wasn't purposely done. I, I mean, originally yeah. it wasn't, but I guess yeah. it's one of those things that probably Maybe happens. Melds. Yeah, as you I go. reckon directors a lot of times they get like a question from an audience member when they're doing like the Q&As and stuff. And it's like, do you think this theme was baked into this because of this? And you're like, and they're probably like, yeah. 
Yeah, sure. I also think it like whatever it, you want. It feels like it's like the chicken and the egg. Like what came first? Like a, a hundred, a hundred maybe percent. like as he real as he's writing this with the XXX, he's like, well, that actually works. It kind yeah. of informs his theme, and he leans harder into the theme. Definitely, like you know, it doesn't. You never know. Okay, two more then. So when charming American girls in the bar of the movie, Cody and Tiptoes, you'll remember they're the two guys who uh, fake being police at the very end of the movie. Yes are pretending to be the Earl of Oxford. Now, <laughs> this, this, Vivitra Fostiel. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> this is because director Matthew Vaughn is actually a descendant of royalty. Is that trivia true or is that it's false? No, it's actually true. Mm. He's the descendant of Edward Harley, who is the third Earl of Oxford. Uh, no, so gives a fuck. They are literally, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's got any inheritance or anything, but... They're making fun of him. Effectively, yeah. it's a shot version of this. That's so, good. like, it's a, it's a cute little line thrown in there to make fun of the director. Final one, then, DL. And based off what we talked about last week, now, you might remember when we talked about End of Watch last week, it was a profanity, heavy, heavy movie with the word fuck used 326 times. Yes. Now, DL, trivia true or trivia false? Yes. The F word and derivatives are used 200 times in this movie. Is that true or is that false? That is true. Actually, 210. Mm. So technically... So it is. Right. It is used 200 times. Yeah, it's it actually is. used more than... More than 200 times. Yeah. Which is, I mean, brutal. Like, <laughs> classic one of these movies, right? I mean, ultimately, I still have a place... This has a huge place in my heart. This film. For sure. Like, and I think it probably always will. Same as Snatch. Lockstock, I can give or take. Stuff like The Gentleman, the newer stuff, I'm like, yeah! Gentleman I liked, but again, the bit... Not as not as good as Snatch. Yeah, I like the idea of ge- the gentleman. We yeah. should talk about it at some point. We'll I actually like most of the characters outside of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, me too. Like everything else was good. Colin Other Farrell's than... great in yes. that film. So is the other guy, the blonde dude. Yes, He's funny. Yes, 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 yes. His whole sequence. Where he and I don't really the like him. In, I like him, I but I, I mean, like, he's not been in that many great movies. Wasn't he in what's that TV show about? Well, you know, the, the fucking other guy's great as well. Uh, the, the the like sleazy guy uh no charlie hunnam's the guy we're talking not about Char- well charlie hunnam deals with him though it's um it's a famous actor i can't believe hugh grant yes hugh grant uh, I, was, I, was, I was like who are we talking about here? i was like yeah, he's very good hugh grant he's also in that new one i was talking about a moment ago the something something yeah. fortune which yeah it's all right anyway dl yes should we wrap up the show we should wrap it up we should wrap it up thank you everyone for sticking with it we really do appreciate yes, it yes yes a big thank you to you Tommy and everyone listening and a big thank you to Matthew Bliss for editing and mastering this week's podcast if you like what you're hearing and you want to hire someone to edit your podcast because you have a podcast as well well in that case even if you don't yeah. you should give him a call that's true <laughs> head to Matthew Bliss he can Bliss. edit YouTube videos as well dot net he does YouTube he does he's a good editor all around book a consultation today if you want to hear uh, his work listen to from my home to yours an expat slash repat podcast where Matt and his wife share their experiences and advice for others moving to Ireland from Australia or really just anywhere. Moving anywhere in the world. Yeah. Anywhere you move. And you know what you should do you while you're listening to this podcast? You should give him a five star and you should give us a five star while you're there too because you have got this far in our content. Yeah, because yeah, you have this much time on your hands. If you listen to this much of yeah, our content, thank you for sticking with five star. Um, in that case, man, I think that's the end. Signing off. The end again. Yeah. DL, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has. Thank you, Tommy. Tally-ho. Tally-ho. Latest gators. Latest gators. I think These characters just it, and like the worlds it. are kind of like getting merged and then something. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> My ring just flew off. Sorry, listeners.
That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>